How are you doing? My name is Christopher Brown, host of the podcast Sports Talk with Chris, and you're now tuning in to my newest episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and have a great day. Hello, everyone. You're now tuned in to another episode of Sports Talk with Chris. My name is Chris Brown. I got my guy with me, the OG, Coach Cam. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm, you know, glad I'm back on the show and, uh, you know, ready to talk some sports. Definitely ready to talk some sports. I got a lot of good feedback, you know, from our last episode when we talked about the draft, you know. Some people was mad at us when we was talking about the Thunder a little bit. We talking about the Magic. They thought we was hating. Hey, you know, I mean, it'd be like that, but, you know, we will see when the season happens, you know, we'll be definitely be answering to those uh, critics that maybe called us out. We definitely will. And a lot of players we actually talked about in that last episode, I'm going to be bringing up again in this episode, this summer league, you know, review, talk about the good, the bad, how do we enjoy, you know, the summer league experience in a whole, and maybe, you know, some predictions, you know, because the schedule just came out. I don't know if you saw it for opening night and Christmas. It's looking like some very good matchups. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Nets and Bucks right out the gate. That's mm-hmm. very, uh, you know, very, very interesting. And then you also got the Warriors. You know, I'm anxious. I'm hoping Clay comes back healthy because um, I'm anxious to see how they would look with, you know, Clay back on the floor. Definitely. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that towards the end of the episode. But let's get right into it. NBA Summer League. What did you think about it when you watched Summer League this year? Man, you know what? You know, as a coach, it was disgusting to watch. Mm. To, to be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. um, just so much. Honestly, it's just so much bad basketball. I agree. Like when you break it down and you watch it, like I, I've seen so many turnovers, so many bad shots, so many guys, you know, trying to be thirsty and make a team that they're not doing anything at all, hurting themselves. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what I took out of <laughs> watching summer league and some of these games. I was like, wow. But uh, what I am seeing is that it's going to be a promising class especially from the top um yes you know what you've seen from k cunningham uh, Jalen green a guy that i was kind of iffy on but he shows that he can score right away um you know and you look at evan mobley you know the impact he's going to make on both ends of the floor i mean scotty barnes as well play really well i mean so you look at the top five of that class you know top four at least um, they they performed and they and they and they and they played well and showed why they should, they should be picked there. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up a guy, you know, Jalen Green, because you were you know questionable about him. You know, yes. saying you didn't think he was the guy, and watching him play and watching him go out there and just look like a pure scorer. I mean, his you know three games, he was giving us 20 points, 51 percent from the field, 52 percent from the three point line, 93 yes. percent from the uh, free throw line. I mean, this dude was balling. He looked. In my opinion, just like I thought he'd be, just a pure score. He has a knack to get the ball in the basket. And you can't teach that. Um, you know, you can't really teach a guy just knowing how to score all three levels and, and can shoot the ball really well. Yeah, like I said, I was low iffy on him, uh, but he's going to be special. Uh, he's going to be a special kid. And, you know, Houston may have got him on there at, at number two for sure. Definitely, definitely. But I just want to go back into your comments when you, you know, talk about it was sloppy. I was, you know, I watched Summer League because one, you know, we, we talked about, you know, a lot of the guys I wanted to see how to perform. I know some of the people out there playing 
and it's just basketball. Like I always love watching basketball. Yeah, I like absolutely. seeing these rookies, these guys that want to be on rosters to see who wants it, you know, who doesn't want it to see, you know, what summer league coach is trying to separate himself to be a future head coach. And I got a guy in mind I'm gonna talk about a little bit later. But one mm. thing I really didn't like is the turnovers. The, yeah, tur- the turnovers I saw, like for instance, I'm gonna just throw this team out there because I'm gonna mention them a lot. The Charlotte Hornets. I mean, yeah. they averaged 20 turnovers in five games. They were 0 for 5. And they lost a lot of games because of the turnovers. I watched them go against the Mavericks. They lose the game at the end. The Blazers, I mean, they had so many late turnovers all throughout the game, but especially late crucial turnovers. And I'm looking at guys like Book Knight and Kai Jones looking at these high draft picks, you know, having a lot of turnovers. One thing I will say is they're not going to be in that role in a regular season because I looked at Kai Jones having to dribble too much. You know, and I know he's yeah. not going to do that with LaMelo, Rozier, and all those guys. He's going to be more of a, you know, in a finisher role. But I just saw him trying to do too much. I saw Book Knight, yeah. you know. Book Knight, I say this about Book Knight. Watch him because I know we were high on him. I yeah. saw how crafty he is with the ball. I saw, you know, how he likes to get to his spots. I saw how athletic he was. I saw that he could shoot the ball. When it came to him and playmaking, I feel like that's when this game got a little bit more hesitant. I think he definitely can yeah. playmake. But I saw him kind of hesitate and be a little bit slower. I think once he, you know, he is as fast when it comes to scoring the ball as in, you know, playmaking for others, that's when I think he's going to go to the next level. But I saw a lot of good things out of him. But just in general, you know, those games where he has six turnovers, his team having 25 turnovers, that's just yep. one team that was just all over the place with turnovers. And, I, you know, I'm with you. That's sloppy basketball sometimes. You see good summer league basketball, and you just see terrible summer league basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, you ain't gonna rag, a, rag on them too hard because I understand that they just coming together. They don't know each other. You know what I mean? You just throw in 11, 12 guys together, you know what I mean? And see if they can, you know, fit in your system. Uh, but another guy I would have mentioned too, we didn't mention his name, is Davion Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, look, I ain't seen nobody play man defense like that in a long time. Like, and, you know, we have Drew Holiday, who I think right now is the best on-ball defender uh, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like he, it mirrors him, but almost it's like he's quicker. And it, it's scary because I know he was giving Book Knight the blues mm-hmm. uh, when they when they played. And I think that's a guy, even though I don't know how it's going to fit with the Kings, but it it you can't – it's not no way that you can't play him. Because the way he plays defense and he's super crafty with the ball, uh, his offense can come around. But you have to have that defense if you're the Kings, who is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Definitely. And, you know, the guy that's coaching there, Luke Walter, I'm not high on. And they were one of the, if not the worst defense last year. You know, and I question that pick drafting, uh, drafting Mitchell. I did too. Not because of the player, because we all think he's going to be a great player. It's just the fit. Yeah. I don't understand how many guard, your guard dominant. You don't have a lot of forwards or big men. And, you know, you got guys that are unhappy. So I was questioning the fit, but the player, oh, he's amazing. He's one of the guys that, you know, I was going to touch on a little bit later when it came to standouts, you know, and I guess we could just yeah. transition into that now. But he's one of those yeah. guys that was on my list. I saw him coming out and immediately be tenacious on defense. You know, it reminds me, I think he's a better defender. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to stick with you and Drew Holiday. I was going to throw a name out there, a guy I don't even like like that. And, you know, context clues, everybody listening, you should know who I'm talking about if you know me. But I'm going to stick to Drew oh, Holiday yeah. when it came, you know, comes to that tenacious, tenacious defense. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he got separated so far as in the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. 
just what he did to Chris Paul and just stifling him and making it really, really hard for Chris Paul to initiate offense. I think that kind of sealed the, sealed the deal for me as far as I'm being the best one ball defender Honestly. Uh, yeah, in the NBA. All right, I'm going to throw a name at you, right? And this is a guy who we talked mm-hmm. about the draft who I said, honestly, the league, everybody drafting, you know, I liked a couple picks. Some guys I feel like should have drafted this guy, but I said, there's no way y'all allowed this one guy to go to this team. And I'm talking about Cam Thomas. Getting yeah. I said when I was doing uh, yeah. my mock draft, I told people before the draft and after the draft, the Nets is all about scoring. They're all about scoring. And so why would you give them a pure score as a freshman led the SEC in scoring? As a, you know, as a rookie coming here into the summer league. Yeah. He came out and immediately 27 points. I mean, like he looked, and there's a lot of guys that, you know, two year, three year guys, you know, even some rookies, he separated himself, mm-hmm. in my opinion, when it comes to, you know, especially where he was drafted at, at being just scoring with ease it's hard to describe how easy you know the ways he was able to get to his you know spots how he was able to score the clutch mm-hmm. shot he was able to hit you know and you know that overtime i think this yeah. dude came out and he showed the world and showed the nets he might need some instant minutes coming off the bench yeah yeah especially you know them losing special denwitty mm-hmm. uh and you know and you just kind of saw how the bench performed in, in the playoffs when they had to rely on them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, heavily. It just didn't seem to happen. Um, so for them to get some scoring off the bench, absolutely. Of course, well, like you said, they are offense. So it don't even matter, um, you know, if he defends well or not. Um, long, long as he's, you know, somewhere, you know, in the picture, you know, long as he's dropping buckets like that, there's no way uh, that he doesn't get minutes as well. Um, especially you get a guy come in as a rookie, don't have to pay a veteran. And he can come play for you, you know why not? And it's around a bunch of veterans too. And he's a confident player. And I feel like you know when you playing with a Kyrie, you playing with Harden, you playing with KD, you playing with arguably the three best scorers in the world. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that confidence with him. And I think it fits perfectly for him. And that's really, um, as you say, the rich gets richer uh, scenario. And Cam Tom, uh, Cam Tom is going there. Honestly, then you know that they just picked up Patty Mills, and that's a good vet yeah. coming off the bench and knowing his role. I think those two guys off the bench are going to be able to provide instant offense for this Nets team. And so, if they can get some help from that forward big man range, you got a nice eight man rotation. That's all you really need to play off. All you really need, especially with a team like the Nets, all you really need to play off is a solid eight man rotation. So, if they can get some help from that forward, that big man position off the bench, all this team is going to be hard to beat this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Health and getting some firepower off the bench for them, that's that's that recipe. Is there any more players, you know, if you had to list, you know, we can go back and forth, you know, two or three, how many ever you want to go? Because I have a lot of guys on my list that you thought, you know, kind of separated themselves and, you know, maybe opened your eye on how they performed in the summer league. Um, who opened my – I have a few. Um, I really liked um, your boy, Bones Highland. You know, I thought he played really, really, really well. And, you know, my thing was, my thing was, you know, what can he do off the bounce? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Can he, can he, you know, take that next step? And, man, look, you know, sometimes the college game, you know, can restrict you in a sense. Yeah. Where, you know, where it's a more half court, teams can play zone, different things like that, and play gimmicky defenses. Um, 
I, I seen so much more than I thought I would see out of him, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he was, he separate, he opened up my eyes and saying like, hey, you know, I know they're a deep team, mm-hmm. uh, the Nuggets, um, but you know, can he, you know, can he possibly, you know, make the back end of that roster, you know, and at least, you know, dress and get, a, you know, sparing, you know, sparing minutes here and there, because I know they got, you know, Capronzo, you know, they have Murray coming back. So, but hopefully he can, you know, you know, get some minutes in there, especially, you know, you know, Will Barnes. Oh, you were mute there, buddy. My bad, my bad, my bad, I'm back. But, but I believe, you know, they did sign Will Barton back, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So see, that's where you know it gets trouble from a number standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I believe he can make the roster. Um, I think he's a solid player that opened my eyes, definitely bones. Um, and another player that I like, you know, and I, I gotta show my city some love. And mm-hmm. you know, it's my team too. I like Carly Jones. Okay, you know, I thought, you know, as far as you know, someone that was undrafted, I thought he played really, really well, even though the Mavs didn't win a lot of games in the summer league. Mm-hmm. I thought Carly Jones, you know. Really, really performed well. It was a bright spot there as far as playmaking ability, as far as you know, scoring the ball as well. I, I thought he, I thought he played really well. Of course, you know he's a Cincinnati boy, so I gotta give him some love. Yeah, but Bones was, you know, a player on my list. I, you know, was going to talk yeah. about him because, you know, going into the draft, people saw how good of a shooter he was. They didn't know yeah. how he could play with the ball in his hands, being a lead guard. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish Bo Bo was able to play the last couple of games because they were honestly their first two games, you know, playing together. A nice one-two punch, a nice mm-hmm. one-two punch for summer league. But you know, he showed that you know you talked about the half-court system, and he showed that you know in that full-court press on that fast break, he's dangerous because he has that limited range where he can stop and pop from anywhere. He shot forty percent from the three-point line, you know, in his four games over eight attempts. So I mean, he mm-hmm. showed he has range. He showed he you know able to play make. He showed he's able to score. Now, when it comes to you know his minutes on the Nuggets, I'll say this: with Murray being injured, you know, you got Compazzo. You know, I think you got Howard. I, I think they uh they got Morris. They have some guys, but what's mm-hmm. but what will separate him is that shooting ability. Yeah, he that, can shoot the rock. He can shoot the ball. So if he's able to knock down threes like that, with if you have guys that are struggling his shots with a guy like Jokic, guy like MPJ, guy like Barton, guys that can score on all three levels, you're gonna need some spacers. And you know, at six three, he showed he has long wingspan. I saw him get a chase down block. I was not expecting that. But um, as long as he can play defense, honestly, is that that's one thing when it comes to all players trying to find minutes. In my mind, I go back to what Marco just say. If you can find a way to, you know, be a difference maker on a defensive end, your your offensive attributes are going to stand out even more. So if he's able yeah. to, you know, be at least average, you know, hold his own on defensive end and, sh- and shoot the ball the way he, you know, shot the ball in summer league, he's definitely going to see some minutes this regular season. Yeah, definitely, definitely possible. I like it. I like what I saw from him for sure because I didn't know he could do that off the bounce. And, you know, being in the NBA, you know, the court more open and you can be able to showcase yourself more. So, definitely, uh, he definitely played well. Another player, I'm, I'm going to go two players real quick. I want to talk about Jalen Johnson. Oh. I want to talk about yes. Jalen Johnson and how a lot of people – you know, ridding him off because yeah. of what happened in Duke. And I want him to fall to the 76ers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you understand how much I wanted the 76ers. I wanted us to trade up. When I, once I didn't see him go top 18, I wanted us to I wanted us to trade up so bad because I knew 
he'd be one of the steals in the draft. And this man looked amazing in the four games, averaged 19 points over 57% from the field, 41% from the three-point line, 81%, you know, from the free throw line, giving you about nine, you know, nine boards a game. He looked great. And he, and the thing is, you know, the Hawks going to be kind of scary, man. I, I have a hot take for the Hawks. I never, I never thought I'd say that, but the Hawks are scary. I mean, I, t- I remember we talked about it, and I said Hawks in the playoffs last season. You, you ain't believe me, but it was because of the coach. But I, I looked at that roster, and that roster is talented. But I got a high take. Yeah, it was because of the coach, and, the, and 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 at the time, because of the coach, they was out of the playoffs. Exactly. But when I when I look at that roster, and I look at how Jalen Jalen Johnson, you know how we play and expectations, and what he can do coming off the bench. If I'm the Hawks, you know, let me hear your thoughts on this. Would you throw in some young guys, you know, maybe a Cam Reddish, you know, you know, maybe another young guy, another piece, because they got a lot of pieces, maybe a pick and try to get, you know, a, a perennial all-star at that wing position, an all-star at that wing position? Or would it's you still have a young think, talent? I think right now you still got to run it back. Okay. Uh, even though, you know, you know, some guys going to be healthy, you know, some teams going to be healthy, you still mm-hmm. got to run it back. Um, just because I'm looking at a standpoint of, you know, these guys can get better, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have DeAndre Hunter healthy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, you know, that's that another a, piece for him. That was a huge and, piece that people don't even understand that he's really their best defender. Exactly. He's really exactly. their best defender and he can score, you know, not, you know, great, but he can score all three levels. He is a 3D guy and they missed him a lot. If he's playing, I'm not saying they beat the Bucks. But I mean, it's better basketball. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, I look at that and I say, you know what, you gotta keep this young talent they deep. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and you know, it's something you know about you know when the Warriors was winning early on before they got KD it was strength in numbers. Yes. You know? And when you can sub out and not miss a beat, you know, or still get scoring and still get production, you know, because of your depth. That's huge when you come playoff time when you try to make a run. So I say run it back one more time. Uh and if and if it and if you're looking at uh they honestly, you know, they made it to the Eastern Conference finals. So mm-hmm. for them, they're looking at it, hey, we gotta get to the finals. And but let's talk about that. Do you think there's season do you think, you know, the fans and even their expectations, you know, say they lose in the second round this upcoming season. Do you think they should look at that? I mean, obviously, last year was in the Eastern Conference Finals, but do you think, you know, they should make any harsh decisions if they lose in the second round this year? It just depends on how they lose and who they lose to. Okay. Yep. It's always the contract. Now, if they go out here and let's just say they play the Nets and they get 4-0, they get swept, you got to make some moves. They'll just show you far away. Mm-hmm. That means you may have to trade a Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. Your couple first rounders for some peace. I, I would say this. I know he just signed a contract, but if there's a player at that wing position that I would like on the Hawks team, it'd be Paul George. Paul George? I, I know it's not I know it's not gonna happen, but if the Clippers was to blow it up, if I'm the Hawks, I'm I'm ringing. I'm ringing for Paul George. That would be nice. 
Trey Young and, and, and Paul George would be nice. You have Capella down low, most likely, unless he'll be part of a trade. You got, you got Collins, unless he's a part of the trade, but I, I, I would make a call for Paul George. The, the the Hawks are close. They are close. I never thought I'd be saying and this, people but the were Hawks surprised, are close. And I tried to tell people, and I understand nobody, I understand why people were hesitant. I had them as the six seed. Uh, people were ca- called me crazy for that. But when you look at their roster, obviously everything has to do with coaching. But when you look at their roster last year, you have your point guard in Trey Young. Clint Capella, honestly, is just as good as Rudy Gobert. They're the same player. So everybody that loves Rudy I'll Gobert, give you that. You got Clint Capella. That's basically the same player. Now, the question mark was always John Collins, though, because it, it depends on his role and what he does. But when he's at his best, I think that he's the part that makes his team go. If he's at his best and doing what he has to do, on offense and defensive end, this team could be really scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Collins is the wild card, you know, You but you don't know what you're ever going to get from him. Exactly. Uh, especially in the playoff time. Well, you know, in regular season, he's going to give you solid numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but postseason, he was kind of hit or miss. Yeah, uh, he was stuck in a corner. Yeah, you know, yeah. Back and forth. But, but I want to talk to you about something, too, real quick, and we can move on to the weekend uh, probably off topic, <laughs> but I feel like Trey Young does the same things Luca does, but Luca's getting the slack for it. Like far as maybe over dribbling, mm-hmm. maybe uh, where everybody kind of standing around in a corner. You know, I mean, that's what Luca got. You know, I think the difference might have been. Because there were people on that Hawks team that was putting them numbers in the playoffs. And I, I understand because when I look at his game, you know, he is ball dominant at times, especially, you know, in the Knicks series, a little bit during the Sixers series, he's ball dominant. But I think people aren't as harsh on him as Luca. When it there are they are harsh on him when it comes to that, you know, fake foul. But that's another story. Yeah. But I think it's because during the playoffs you saw other guys contribute and have big spots on the court. Whereas Luca, even though Luca doesn't have the, he has one teammate too, maybe that can really score consistently in the playoffs. It's not the regular season. Regular season basketball scoring, playoff basketball scoring is different. How you depend yeah. on people. So in my opinion, he has two. He has you'd say two consistent guys that I think you can, can depend on. When I look at the Hawks, you have Bogdanovich, you had uh, Hunter off the uh, Hubert off the bench. I always mess his name up. I'm gonna call him. Yeah, who too. Yeah. Yeah, you had Gallinari. You have um, Lou Will. Collins. Yeah, you had cast that for score. You had a, a lot of guys, Reddish. I mean, you had a lot of guys that can score on their own. So I feel like that's probably why people didn't take the argument as same as they did with Luca. Even though I feel like I, I think Trey Young's taking a step back as doing as much, but for a while he definitely was doing the same thing Luca was doing. Even though I don't think it's Luca's fault why he has to do that. I don't think it's Luca's fault. I didn't think so last year against the Clippers. I mean, like. It, what did he? I am. I, I know we we are we are getting on off topic, but this is a great topic to talk about because it's a turn to topic, and you know this is your team and Luca. I feel like is the best point guard in the game, but we can talk about it another time. But with like up for three, three and three fourths of the game, up until maybe the last two three minutes of the game, Luca was the best player in the world, and when yep. he needed guys to step up, nobody stepped up. Now I will say this. I hope Jason Kidd does not have Chris Dapperzingis in the corner no more. I told people I feel like 
the Chris that Porzingis I saw in the bubble giving you 26 and 12 is the real Chris right. Porzingis. I That's told, what I'm saying. What I saw in the bubble was the real Chris that Porzingis, and that was him having a lot of time recovering from that knee injury. And I told people this season, if he plays like he did in the bubble, they can easily go to the second round easily because they were about to beat the Clippers in a bubble. If, if he doesn't mess his knee up, they're yeah. going. They're really going to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, I so, think so too. It, it's not a matter of trading away Chris Porzingis. I feel like when he's healthy, he's this type of player, but he has to stay healthy. And I think if he's healthy, we're not going to hear people complaining about Luka having the ball in his hands as much, but he still does need another guy. Like the Hawks, they have a lot of guys they can get the ball to and say, run the offense to trade. Young could be off ball. The Mavs don't have that. No, 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 no. We don't at all. Um, yeah, yeah. So it looks like we darn near ran it back with the same team. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Different coach, even though the coach wasn't the problem, in my opinion, nah. the outside. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, I, I just think it was time, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, you got a new wave of players, a younger star. Uh, you know, Carlisle was. For the most part, that was there. He's dealing with a veteran team. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just I, I just think, like I said, Carlisle's not a bad coach at all. Um, it's not his fault. I just think it was just time. Yeah, honestly, I, I think it was his time, and I think he's going to do good. You know, he went to the Pacers, right? Yep. People call me crazy. I, they got a good seven, eight man rotation. I think if they, they had a, a good guy off the bench to put, be that five, they're perfect. Yeah, yeah. They have a good, you know, one through eight. But real quick, before we move on from some standouts, I just want to give one more shout out to guy. And, you know, there's a lot of guys I want to talk about, you know, yeah. and make sure, you know, y'all tune in for my article that's going to be dropping tomorrow. I really talk about all 10, you know, first team, second team. But Patrick Williams, Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah, he was going off. I saw good things from him. And I know it's the summer league, but when I saw him, you know, put up a lot of threes, shoot, you know, 44% from the three-point line and over five attempts. You know, nine rebounds. I know what I'm going to get from him on the defensive end. But when I look yeah. at this Bulls team with Vucevic, who can honestly, Vucevic, you could argue is the best shooting big man in the game. That, that is oh, Vucevic, a, nice. Vucevic a walking double-double. He's a walking 20 and 10. He Nobody wants mm-hmm. to talk about him. But he's one nope. of the best centers in the game. You I have, agree. You have, you know, Levine, who's going to score all three levels. DeMar DeRozan, who's more three-point in. Lonzo Ball, who's your playmaker. You know, hopefully, you know, penetrate more this season. But the point I'm trying to make is I think Patrick Williams is going to be that starting four, especially because he's the guy focusing on defense. If he can stretch the floor out and shoot the three-point, but I, you know, when I say three and D, I don't need everybody to shoot like Klay Thompson. But if you can shoot a league average 37, 37%, 36%, okay, you're helping your team win. Now, mm-hmm. you can also get to the free throw line. You're physical. You're going to have some mismatches. If he's able to play, if he's able to give the boys a glimpse what we saw in summer league because I know a lot of rookies, you know, no pre, you know, preseason, no summer league, you know, some, some for some rookies compared to younger, especially you know, on you know your talent level, it was hard to progress. Yes. If he's able to do his yeah. thing this year, I think he's the separating piece for that Bulls team. Is what will Patrick Williams provide for the Bulls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely, uh, you know, that, when you think of think of the Bulls like he's kind of a forgotten piece Um, and you know he played you know a lot of minutes last year and has experience so to see him you know be able to knock that shot down that perimeter shot down definitely bode well for him and getting minutes Um, the Bulls man they they supposed to be good I just don't 
Listen, it's going to be like you and the Hawks again. I'm trying to tell you. It might like, be. It's going to it be might like, be. And one thing I, I don't know, when we talk about coaching, I don't I don't know how. Billy Lowry. I don't know if I trust him that much. I don't. But that was my know. thing. Like, even though the team is totally different, they're much better. Yeah. I feel like they should have made the top 10 seed last year. Like, See, what, like, happened, what happened last not? year, and I'll tell you what happened. They were a team flowing through 6 through 10. But the problem was Zach Levine ended up, you know, helping safety protocols. He, okay. up, he, he missed some time, and they traded away most of their guys for Vucevic. But, I will, yeah, after the All-Star break, when they got Vucevic, they did, you know, go from a top six, you know, six to ten range to just completely out of the playoffs. Yeah, and but I was like, just, what? But a lot of it, I think, it was because guys had to miss time from injury, you know, and health and safety protocols, and they didn't have a lot of depth at the positions that they do now. This year, I think it's no excuse on why they're not a top sixteen. They they should be. They I should think, be because they're getting ready to be on the list. I yeah. feel. I, oh, they've been on the list. They they've been. Yeah, they traded, right. when they traded D Rose, they were on the list. Yeah, when they traded D Rose right. for nothing, I put them on that list. Yeah, you're right, and they've been on there since. Now, you know, we talked about some guys we, you know, thought were good. Is there any guys that you were kind of disappointed in in their performance in Summer League? <sighs> Disappointments? I mean... I know I have a guy. If you want me to go ahead and throw my guy out there, I got one already. Yeah, you, you can go ahead. Because, I mean, disappointment... Evan Mobley. Like, I, I... Whoa! Very disappointed in what I saw from Evan Mobley. You were disappointed? I'm very disappointed in what I saw from Evan Mobley. And why is this? He put up. He he, he was. Uh, sorry for the comparison, but this will remind me of when I watched him. He, yeah. he was looking like Andre Drummond out there. I mean, he no me, way. I'm when I talk about when I look at. I'm talking about. I'm looking at the box score, and he's going five for fifteen. He's going four for fourteen. I and again, I know this is just summer league, so I'm not too high or too low on anybody. Now I think he is. <laughs> He is going to, you know, do his thing. But the problem why I'm, I'm disappointed is you have him and you have Jared Allen start next to each other. How is that going to work offensively? If when I'm saw from him, I didn't see anything that makes me, you know, put a smile on my face offensively. He didn't come out looking like a Christian Wood, a guy that can play inside and out. He looked, I just need to see more. The three games I saw from him from Summer League, if I'm a Cavaliers fan, I'm not convinced. Not saying that he's not the guy, but to have him and Jared Allen standing next to each other, I don't know how that's going to work offensively. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, from yeah, from Evermore, you know, this is selling for a lot of jump shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy have to be better in the mid range because they they are banking that's on him where, to make. They're banking on him he to make those hit. shots with Allen in the paint. He has to be able to hit that free they're throw line jumper. Him. Yeah, they're banking on him uh, making those shots. Uh, and, and I think eventually he will. I think a good comparison they said in the draft was Chris Bosh. I think he'll end up being that type of player. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think better defensively. Because uh, defensively, he's better defensively, defensively all out the gate. I think he'll be better. Chris Bosh became a better defender at, at over time. But I think right now he has a chance to be one of the best defenders in the game. Cam, you mute again. Yeah, I don't know why I keep going mute, and it's my bad. But uh, yeah, I think for for the most part, uh, I think his offense will come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with big man, you know, outside of probably, you know, lately we've seen from probably your boy Embiid or uh, Demarcus Cousins, it takes a little minute. 
yeah, for a big man offensively to get to that level. And I think he'll get there. Uh, he has uh, plenty of upside. And I think right now what the Cavs are looking at is saying, okay, we're going to, you know, develop Evan Mobley. Eventually he's going to be able to make that mid-range to three consistently. Mm-hmm. It's not like he don't shoot it. It's not like it's an ugly jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um and but right now we got two of the best defensive interior players, you know, in they the do, league. But the game's not the only reason why. And I love I, I I was high on Evan Mobley. The only thing is, the game is not as as much interior. And if you're going against a team that's going small, I I just hope that he's able to pan out. Because I'll say this: if he plays similar to what he did in the summer league, not having the best jumper, I mean. They're going to suck next year, and I already thought they were. I going mean, to the Cavs. I mean, the I thought that. I mean, because I love the head coach, but the roster. I do too. The roster. I feel like this is. He was one of those picks where, when you look at their team, right? People are frowned upon the Sexton and Garland backcourt. I don't think it. I think it's a lot of backcourts that you know are hype over hype that this backcourt can be better than you know. And I like and I like Jared Allen. So I think that you know those are three guys. You could have okay. you could have hit home on that number three. I just do not want the Cavs to you know look back at it and regret who they went passing over guys like Green. I mean, not and you know having the chance you know to trade up and get a guy like Green or even a Scotty Barnes. You know, I just yeah. Hope, I but just I look at or a Kaminga. I just hope they don't regret it. Okay. Now, if you want to say Kaminga, that's fine. But I just look at their like you drafted Kaminga. Uh, you drafted Kaminga. Mm-hmm. What would that do for a Coro? You know Kaminga, what I mean. Kaminga can play the four. He's I more than likely going to play the four. I just feel like it was the like far as the guards, like you got Sexton and Garland. Yeah, I just feel like you got a lot. You got that there. I mean, I understand where they was going to try to fill the four spot because eventually Kevin Love will be bought out or something. I'm not even thinking about him playing a game. If we're being honest, right. I'm not even thinking about him soon up. Exactly. Forget, I forget he's even in the league. He some he needs to get bought out and he just needs to he can come to Philly if you no, nah, I don't even want him. I don't even know if I want him in Philly. You sure you might want K Love? I, I might, I might. He's just been a little, you know, I, I haven't heard about K Love since twenty eighteen. K-Love just getting them checks. Honestly. I wouldn't want to play either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, is there anybody that you maybe were like, ah, a little, you know, questioning their performance so far? You maybe had some high expectations or you thought, you know, going to some league, they had to stand out and they just maybe didn't hit home? Uh, Well, I ain't going to say a disappointment, but I want to just say, we got one quarter. Well, no, I'm not gonna say one quarter. Oh yeah, we yep, got yep. one I, minute. I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> we got one minute out of our boy Giddy. And the thing is, right? The thing as I'm watching the game, I'm thinking, you know, the first play I see him come off the pick and roll and dunk it, right? And I'm like, okay, I like to see that. Then I see a shot get blocked. I'm like, what is this? Then I see him barely fall to the ground and get hurt. I'm like, oh, coach. Man, Cam is gonna love this right here. <laughs> no, I don't love nobody. Well, not, not get hurt, but the fact that he, you know, he never came back, and I never heard anything about his injury. Like, just gone. Like we never got to see him. <laughs> I, 
that was I sad. just don't know that Thunder had, you know, they got a lot, a lot of more picks, you know, a lot of picks, then, you know, down the line. Uh, but, you know, draft, to be a, this was it was a good draft, draft and you wasted it. Very good Even if you wanted to reach and say, get a Jalen Johnson at six, you wanted to reach. You know, it's like, okay, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Same. But it's just like wasted picks, man. I don't understand it. And like the way, like, he just looked like if, if he's gonna, you know, fall and be that fragile, that that takes some time to get your frame right and ready for the league. Where mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like they could have went a couple other places, but you know, this was a topic where I knew you were gonna go, and I just you know I had to hear you bring that up because my mind, I remember us talking about it, and we were both hesitant when this giddy pick, and we saw maybe two and a half minutes of him, and then we never saw him again or heard heard about him again. Yep, so hopefully we see him in the regular season. Hopefully he gets some minutes, hopefully he stay healthy. So, you know, he may prove me wrong, but I just didn't see him, you know, picking that six. I didn't think that was a good one. And it it was kind of disappointing in a sense because I wanted to see, you know, his playmaking ability that everybody talked about. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it too. Like I saw, like that first play he came off the pick, it was a lot of pick and roll early the time he was in, and I saw him come off the pick and roll, get to the lane, dunk it, and I'm thinking – Okay, look, that's a very good way to start your summer league. And I thought he, you know, he looks the part, the build, the attributes he has, but the player, he just, you know, we ha- it has to match. And right yep. now, there's questions is if, if that matches or not. Absolutely. We'll see. But the last summer league topic I want to talk about, Jello Ball. Did you watch any of Jello Ball? Yeah, I watched some Jello Ball. I watched some Jello. Now, what are your thoughts? Are we should we go good cop, bad cop? You know, because I feel like our thoughts are completely different. So, you know, if you want to take a stab at this first, by all means, go ahead. I was shocked. I was shocked at the way Jello played. I thought this was gonna be a joke. Oh, I did. I did. I thought this would be a joke. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, since LaMelo, LaMelo on the team, now we're just going to throw LiAngelo a ball. And, uh, you know, he showed that he could play. He showed he could play. Um, NBA roster good? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's NBA roster good. Uh, but can he shoot the ball? Yes. he can. You know, he's definitely, you know, an NBA shooter. I just don't know if everything else matches up. Um, but you never know. He may hopefully he get a two way contract somewhere because he definitely showed he could shoot the ball and definitely maybe could come off someone's bench and be a three point shooter for him. Maybe I don't know, but um, I was impressed from him. He, he did show me more than what I expected. But do I think he's an NBA player? I, I do not know. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it at all. And when you look at his, you know, stats, his last game, you know which he had probably put up the most shots he did. I, I wish it had went down because mm-hmm. the way he was playing, he was getting inconsistent minutes where, you know, you have a game where you shoot a lot of shots. You know, if you miss a lot of shots, it's going to kill, you know, your stats. Or if you make them, it's going mm-hmm. to boost them up. And so, you know, the last game really hurt his stats. But, you know, with this, falling between 16 and 20 minutes, but I saw from him in his role and, you know, you saw people having theories saying player was, you know, you know, they're icing him out. They weren't trying to give him the ball. I don't know about that. I'm not going to go in that or believe that. I'll just say in a role he had, I saw sparks of a guy that can be not, you know, we're not talking about, I'm not talking about a future star, future mm-hmm. all-star, because nobody in their right mind can watch him 
and say that's what you saw, but I did saw a guy that can contribute to a team. Mm. And is he ready right away? There are some things that you can see you haven't watched. You know, you, you can see him and you say, okay, maybe he needs to play in some G League. That, that, I'm with you with the two-way contract. Yeah. I think yeah, there's no way. way the, you know, he played, honestly, if I'm being honest, other than Book Knight, I mean, you can argue who's the second best player throughout the summer league as far as consistent-wise. Because Kai yeah, Jones honest, was very inconsistent. He got a lot more minutes. And so I feel like mm-hmm. there's no way. And even with some of the draft, you know, JT Thor, I like what I saw from him. Scotty Lewis, I think he lost himself in roster spot. Wait, did you see what he did against the Raptors? Yeah, just threw the ball to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, that's the boneheaded mistake. It happens, but you know, that's a bad thing to happen. But you know, in those guys, they did their thing. But I was when I look at them and they were drafted, I look at Jello Ball and I say, there's no way he doesn't deserve a two-way contract on some team. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it'd be the Hornets. Hopefully mm-hmm. it'd be the Hornets or the Bulls, just because that's a nice story and they both could use him. But he deserves to be on a two-way contract somewhere. I think he is definitely, you know. People call LeVar crazy, you know, when he talked about Jello. If you actually watch four games and you watch instead of just looking about, you see when the Skip Bayless say and call somebody crazy for having belief in their son, if you actually watch them play, you would understand his skill set is shooting. And you saw immediately mm-hmm. he has the sniper. And so – Yeah, he do. He can shoot. Once he, you know, gets more into, you know, NBA basketball, team basketball, you know, range, you know, once he understands some more schemes – I definitely think he's going to be in the NBA shooting three ball, knocking down, you know, three threes a game very, very soon. Hey, hey, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I definitely think he needs some G League action. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I just, I, like I said, I, he played well. I just don't know if he, he's, he's an NBA player. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Like people are saying he should automatically start, you know, for, for this team. I'm like, no, no. he should automatically start. I don't even know if he's good enough to get consistent minutes off the bench. Right. But well, you're saying he could take a roster spot. But, exact, but do I think he could get a two-way contract? Of course. Yeah, I think so. I think he deserves uh, a two-way contract. I, I, think he, I think he earned that. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I think he earned that. I think he played – like I said, he played better than what I thought he would. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, you know, it generated a little buzz, too. Why not? Oh, it, it, yeah, a lot of buzz. He was one of the most, you know – him, you know, guys like Bones, you know, Cam Thomas, you know, Jalen Green, some of the most hyped guys during summer league where fans, they, you know, those guys alone dictated how the fans were feeling throughout the game. Yep, exactly. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to throw him a two-way contract. Why not? Now to wrap it up, you know, let's, let's talk about, you know, the last couple of minutes we got. Let's talk about, you know, the games that came out. I'm going to start off, you know, opening. We talked about a little bit, but opening night, you know, and we, we don't have to touch on it too much because I'm pretty sure we're going to collab, you know, before, you know, the season starts after preseason. But, you Absolutely. know, opening night, we have the Nets and the Bucks, the uh, uh, Warriors and the Lakers. Then the next night, it's, it's a good, you know, four, you know, game, four night games. Then the next night, you got the Celtics and the Knicks. Then you got the Nuggets and the Suns. Thursday, you have the Hawks against the Mavericks. Ooh. The Clippers and the Warriors. Friday, you have the Sixers and the Nets. And then you have the Suns against the Lakers. They threw all their best team. I mean, we're seeing the Warriors. We're seeing, you know, a couple of teams play two games within four nights. I know. Hey, you got to capture the, the, the viewers quick, huh? You de- and I'm, not, I'm not mad at the NBA for doing this. There's some teams that I, I'm thinking about the Heat, I think, should be playing early. 
Yeah, I, I, would like I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing a Heat Lakers, you know, Friday or Heat Celtics, you know, or, you know, even the Heat Sixers. I feel like they should or a team that that should be playing early. But I'm not mad, you know, at you know the schedule I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, you know, you look at those games, you know, open a nice salad, of course. Um, Suns getting some getting some run, mm-hmm. they deserve it. Uh, to go into the finals. Uh, you know, you got the Trey and Luca matchup. That's gonna be good. Um, so you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see how the Lakers play. You know, I'm looking forward to see how how it all come together. And it are the you know early on, it's always a honeymoon period. Yes. I want to see when it gets to February and March, and you head into this playoffs, and maybe Russ is tired of LeBron barking orders at him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's where I want to get to. When it gets to the nitty-gritty of the season and that, you know, teammates again kind of tired of each other. That's what I want to know, what the Lakers are going to be about. So uh, I'm excited about the season for sure. I would ask you, would you, you know, your favorite, you know, game, the most watched game for you those first four oh, man. But I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> yes, Trey versus Luca. you mm-hmm. know. Mute again. But I'll say this. I agree. Trey versus Luca. Can value went out. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I was saying I was just saying that yeah, Trey versus Luca. Mm-hmm. That's the matchup. Uh, you know, like I said, they'll forever be like together. So it'll be a fun matchup for sure. For me, you know, I got I'm gonna just go homer as well. Finally, we're going to see, you know, the big three healthy against the Sixers. You never, you know, the Sixers never had a chance to face all three of them at one time last season. So I think this is honestly, and for me, I'm, I have, I, I know I have no faith in my team. And so I'm going to be very judgmental after every game, especially against these great teams like the Nets. And so if they let me down, I'm going to act like it was a playoff game and how I'm going to criticize the team. And if they win, <laughs> If they win, they're not going to get celebrated because they're supposed they're supposed to win. <laughs> Dad, yeah, no win for Chris. That ain't right, man. Listen, I'll do your sixes like that. I know, but but when the season come around, you'll change. I don't think I'm going to change. I, I, I haven't felt you this will. way. I haven't felt you this will. way. I haven't felt this way about the Sixers in a long time. Honestly, I was more happy during the trust the process era, and I'm happy. I was more happy after losing 72 games going into the year than I am right now. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the that's tough because that was supposed to be it for you guys. But real quick, wrap up. Let's talk about the Christmas games they announced. At 12 mm-hmm. o'clock Eastern, you have the Hawks versus the Nets, uh, Knicks. At 2.30, you got the Celtics versus the Bucks. Mm-hmm. At 5 o'clock, you have the Wizards. I mean, I'm sorry, the Warriors versus the Suns. 8 o'clock, you have the Nets versus the Lakers. And at 10.30, your Mavs against the Jazz. Man, what do you think about those matchups for Christmas? Great matchups. Uh, you know, of course, the Lakers Nets at eight o'clock on prime time. Yes, sir, that's the one. Uh, that's gonna be the game, and I'm praying everybody's healthy. Me too. I need every. I need, I need to see last that. I need single to see that. body healthy. I'm talking. I want to see. I want to see one through fifteen. You know, everybody, know this. I just want to have it. I want to have everybody. I want everybody playing. You know, and really show what you know Christmas games are about. Because you know, I know me. Growing up and just watching, you know, get knowing you're gonna watch the Bulls at five o'clock, mm-hmm. it wasn't no question if you know 
Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman was playing. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, I just want to get back to where we're watching all the stars um, on Christmas Day because it's just like, you know, football and Thanksgiving. You know, we we it's a great thing. So I just want to see – I want to see that matchup, obviously. Obviously, I want to see the Mavs, and I just, you know, mm-hmm. just want to have a good day of basketball. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I do like, you know – I think every single matchup this year is, you know, there's no bad teams. You know, there were some times where mm-hmm. it would be, a you know, a bad team, but just because their name rang out, they'd have to play on Christmas. But this year, we're talking about all teams, I feel like, that are top six in their conference or have the ability to be top six in their conference. And so hopefully, yes. you know, they're playing great basketball when this comes, you know. And, I, you know, my, my friend tweeted me. He was like, man, you're not upset the Sixers not on this for the second year in a row. Last year, the Sixers definitely deserved to be on. You know, and I think it was because of how we ended the season in the bubble, why we weren't playing on Christmas. Even though the Sixers, last time we played on Christmas, we smacked the Bucks. This year, yeah. the way we ended off, again, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if there was a Hawks Sixers rematch on Christmas. I think that, you know, but again, you got New York basketball, you know, so was, you know, Warriors, it's hard to say where the Sixers would go. You know, because a lot of these teams are some of the, you know, marquee teams in the league. You, you know, you go Mavs, Sixers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at 1030. Yeah. There would definitely be some friendly betting on that game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Christmas Day, got to. But, man, Coach Cam, thank you again for hopping on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, man, you can find me, you know, Cam Chancellor on Facebook. Uh, Coach uh Excuse me, Coach Cam Chance on Instagram. Uh, you can find me, Coach Cam C on Twitter. Uh, also, Twitter time uh, timeout with Cam. Uh, timeout underscore with Coach Cam on Instagram as well. So you can find me at those places and catch me on YouTube as well. Definitely expect more collabs from us. You know, coming the next couple of weeks as football season is starting, you know, on my yeah. platform or his platform, there's going to be a lot of collabs, especially when I get set up at Lincoln, you know, at school. We expect a lot of content coming soon. Yes, yes. I'm excited about that. And we got to we got to attack football now. It's football time. It is football time. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about anything football. I'll save that for another episode. But again, <laughs> thank you for joining me, everybody listening. This is another episode of Sports Talk with Chris. Have a great rest of the day. Peace. Thank you all for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. I really appreciate the support and all the love. All the links to the different platforms I'm on is in the description down below. My Instagram, just in case you just want to put it in now, is sportsw underscore Chris. Sportsw underscore Chris. My Twitter is the same thing, sportsw underscore Chris. Make sure you follow me on my social so we can interact. I post a lot of content every single day. I'm asking, you know, all my followers questions every single day, trying to hear your input, you know, trying to just interact, trying to talk about sports. But again, thank you all for the support, man. I love it. I appreciate it. I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't getting all the support. Make sure you follow me so we can interact and maybe make an episode together. Have a good rest of the day and peace out.